Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Off and on over the years, I've had the job where you sit in the cubicle. And then I went away from that and then I got back. And I'd, I'd say it's always good to have your passions and dreams, but be realistic about them in a way where you have a way to support yourself. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast here in Santa Monica. And I am here with one of the coolest founders in Los Angeles, who I've had the privilege of knowing for quite a while. Hello, Brian. (laughs) Hello. Thanks for the intro. (laughs) Brian's (laughs) like, wait, I thought you were sleeping a second ago. (laughs) I was asleep a second ago. Now I'm awake. (laughs) Um, So, Brian, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. And then let's take everybody through the journey of how you discovered the L.A. tech community and your journey in being a founder. All right. Well, yeah, I've been in L.A. almost half my life. So I grew up in Hawaii and then I came to UCLA for mechanical engineering. And your name? Oh, Brian Sanders. Hello, Brian. (laughs) Hello. Yes, my name is Brian. And yeah, so I started uh, as an engineer and that was beginning my journey. And I kind of didn't like the really technical aspect of it, but it gave me a really good base of critical thinking and problem solving. So I did that for a few years and then I started getting into tech. And so I taught myself how to design. Nice. Yeah. How did you teach yourself? um, Just... Just going on, say, like Dribble. You yeah. know, I just go on dribble.com every day and look through the top 50 designs and then try to recreate them. And where, where in LA are you based today? In Venice. In Venice. Just down the street. Totally. And so walk me through the journey on your first company, your second company, your third company, your 80th <laughs> company, all the companies. Yeah. Well, So I started just teaching myself and I designed for other people. And then I got hired at a tech company as a product manager. So I learned a lot as a product manager and did user experience and stuff. And then I I, I wanted to go off on my own. So I I built something called Pens, which is a writing app for for people to share their stories. So it's kind of like Instagram, the same model where you, you post something, people can comment, they can like, but there's more to it where you can add chapters to the story and, you know, and the audience comes along with you as as you write the story. And then what happened? Um, so I, I built it. Uh, we started, you know, from scratch. I didn't have any connections. I had no, you know, nothing. It was just me and I had an intern. And we we built it up into a community that, you know, was thousands and thousands of active users every day. And it got acquired privately by, uh, you know, another guy who was trying to do something similar. And so that happened a couple of years ago. So then I, I moved on to podcasting, actually. Before you got to the podcasting, what was it like to move on from your company? Well, I guess it was time to let it go. I, I was okay with it because, you know, I, ha- I put a lot of long hours into it and I wasn't seeing, you know, a giant uptick in users. And, you know, I kind of just lost steam. So it, it was okay for that one, at least. And then when you moved on and you discovered podcasting, what year was this? 
Well, I was listening to podcasts since 09, so for a long time. And then around 2014 was when I really started getting into it and trying to think, you know, how could we make this better? It, it, podcasting is kind of like a weird ecosystem and technology. You know, it's, it's kind of fragmented. You know, you have to, if you don't know, as a, as a host, you have to go to pay, you go to a company like Libsyn and pay them to host, and then you have to go submit your RSS feed to Apple and other places. It's, it's not like YouTube where it's really simple. So it, it totally isn't. That's why I use Simplecast to host. Because yeah. I remember when I first loaded my the We Are Tech podcast in September of 2014, I felt very overwhelmed by the audio engineering part of it. Yeah. And I didn't know how to get my podcast on iTunes. And then I found Simplecast and they literally like they're like dummies for like <laughs> being on iTunes. And it was great. And I'm still with them today. Yeah. 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 I I just feel like there's a lot of room for improvement in podcasting. Yeah. So, and just recently, even the past couple of days, it has been going in that direction. There's, you know, CastBox raised a lot of money. Uh, some people use Overcast. There's a lot of these podcast apps out there. What's but, CastBox do? Um, Kind of the same thing as any normal podcast app. They just have a few more bells and whistles and they just... It's it's a Chinese company actually, but they have a, a headquarters in San Francisco now, and they're doing pretty well. There's the one that's really uh, popular called what is it? B- the, bumpers. I'm thinking of bumpers. Oh, bumpers. bumpers is not, and then there's the one with the A. A cast. Yeah, A cast. And then there's another one that's not exactly a podcast app. Anchor. Yes, I didn't mean A cast. I meant Anchor. Oh, yeah. Anchor. So that, yeah, that's just little sound bites or people reply to you or something. Your friend works at Anchor, right? Oh man, I haven't seen her forever. But yeah, we we were part of your podcasting. Group. Yeah, the LA Podcasters Network or yeah. or meet no. meetup. The LA Podcasters Meetup uh, still exists. You guys can go there. Um, <laughs> so you discovered podcasting in 2014. All right, not but you just you launched your podcasting business. You discovered it in like 2009, mm-hmm. and in, so in 2014 you're like, huh, this podcasting thing. In 2014, uh, for you guys to have an idea. Like I started the We Are LA Tech podcast before the startup podcast and before Serial. So in about October of 2014 is when the startup podcast launched, which I, I truly feel kind of re-put podcasting on the map, which led to the Serial podcast, which everybody got into globally, which made it more mainstream. So the startup podcast got all the techies talking about it. And then Serial got like just mass media talking about podcasting. And now podcasting is doing its thing that it's doing today, which I feel is replicating the trajectory of YouTube. Yeah, that's that was my goal for NextCast, and hopefully it still is. But yeah, in 2014, actually, when I heard the season one of Startup Podcasts, and they were talking about, oh, we could make podcast apps more interactive. I'm like, no, I already thought of this. I designed it. So I started emailing them my designs. I was like, I've done, I had this for a year already. And they just ignored me, which I've, hear that they do there was even TechCrunch reporter I talked to he's like oh yeah this, they didn't return my email yeah so in October 2014 I had a sense that the startup podcast would be uh, really big um, it was new but I just had a gut feeling and they ignored me so I found people involved in the company and I flew to San Francisco oh wow <laughs> because because I just fucking make shit happen yeah that's one way to do it yeah and then it worked out yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that's that. another story for another time. 
But I'm sure you guys heard Alex Bloomberg I on the beginning of the that. We Are LA Tech podcast. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, okay, NextCast. So what was NextCast? So it's a way to have more interactivity while you're listening to a podcast or after you're done listening, right? You, you hear all these links and you, they talk about YouTube videos or apps like we just talked about, but, you, you know, it's really hard to go through show notes. So we put that all in front of you. So you can tag um, content and then it'll show up in the app. So it's, so it's really useful for the user and I think it's really useful for the host too, where you can interact with your audience and, and if you have a sponsor, you can have them click through and you can have a higher conversion rate. And there's just a lot of benefits. Um, you know, we're still building it. There, there's sort of a long story here, but, you know, adding and commenting and even payments. It's a podcast player. Yeah, podcast player. It's an interactive player. podcast player. How, to the level that you feel comfortable, can you share what the journey was in 2015, 2016, 2017, up till today. Yeah. Like, I don't want to put you on the spot. No, no, no. Yeah. I can talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it started out, I mean, in, in 2014, it was just me and ideas. So it, it took a couple of years for me to realize there was a business model there and to pursue it. And so I, you know, finally found someone interested in building it with me, you know, in t- 2016. So then, yeah, things were going really well. We had, I started a podcast about us building NextCast and it's called Building NextCast. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's a sort of a narrative story. I tried to uh, take cues from startup where it's the same kind of thing where I told my journey. And so a lot of that <laughs> you can hear, but we, you know, g- g- built a team and got to a good point where we were going to be on the Apple TV show, Planet of the Apps, and they sent send us a contract, you know, this big 49 page contract. And we, they were asking us to pick dates we could film. I signed it, thought we were all ready to go. And then we just got cut by the producers and we were not given any reason why we got cut. And, and that kind of just killed our whole momentum and yeah. we lost one of our main developers. And so since then it's been just one developer and we, we, we got another guy and we've been trying to rebuild it. We're rebuilding React native actually. So didn't you, didn't you have a co-founder at the time? Yeah, I, I, I've, my friend Troy. So he's, he's still around. We're just, uh, he's just not a developer. So we have a, a third. But you're still doing it together. Yeah, yeah. So we have, yeah, it's, it's, we have an, a third guy, Taku, who uh, is still plugging away. Just he has a full-time job. And So NextCast is kind of like that food that you order that's sitting under the heat lamp and you're just waiting to like. yeah. Just that last, I just need that last yeah. boost for the waiter to take it over <laughs> to the table. Um, and okay, so next guest kind of got put on pause-ish. And then what happened? So then I got into filmmaking, which was kind of my original passion in high school. And so I kind of brought everything together, all these different sort of careers I did along the way with engineering and tech and design and and started getting into health and nutrition and so now I'm making a documentary called Food Lies. And what is that about? It's about basically a bunch the lies of lies about food. food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it's more food misconceptions. But there were some lies. Like there, there's a long history. Like there's a there's a big New York Times article about the sugar industry shifting the blame from sugar to fat. So and the scientists were paid off. There's evidence of three Harvard researchers getting paid fifty thousand dollars in today's dollars to put out false science and say that sugar was okay and that fat was the, was the problem. 
So basically, for the past 50, 60 years, we've been thinking that fat was bad for us. When fat is actually totally fine, it's the sugar and the carbs are mainly the problem. There, there's a whole story there. So, so part of the movie is the story of how we got the food pyramid, which, which recommends 6 to 11 servings of carbohydrates, which is completely backwards. We should not be eating all these grains. And there's so many conspiracy theories and sort of weird stuff going on with the government subsidizing corn, wheat, and soy, and just different interests and just misconceptions, just bad science. So there's a lot going on here that we've been kind of told the wrong thing for the last 56 years. And now we're left with this obesity epidemic and chronic disease and, you know, heart disease, type two diabetes, Alzheimer's, cancers, all these are related to what we eat. And people are wondering why, why do we have these right now? This is not normal, right? Like a hundred years ago, we weren't getting all these diseases. And how, how are you filming it? Like, do you have experience uh, making films? Um, I, yes, I do. Um, not at like a full professional level, but I have a friend who's partnered with me who is a director and, and a director of photography. And so he's been shooting with me and we've been going around California getting interviews in the past few months. How deep are you in the process? Well, we are cutting together the trailer right now. I have five interviews and uh, we're doing crowdfunding in the beginning of June. So how long is the film? It's going to be feature length, 90 minutes. It's, did, it, did you see What the Health, the Netflix no. film? No, it's sort of this vegan propaganda film. Yeah. So I saw that and they, they do have flat out lies in that film. Just saying, they're saying that eating an egg is like smoking five cigarettes. Really? Yeah. And that, it, they're just, they just don't want anyone to hurt animals. So they have this whole agenda. So they just sort of lie about, they twist everything and make it seem like meat is terrible when we've been eating meat for three million years and there's no i mean there are problems yes there's problems with the meat industry in how we do factory farming and we you know we raise chickens and you know a giant you know room and they they have it's just a, a nightmare right yeah but but monocropping the way we grow vegetables and grains is even worse for the environment it, you know, it ruins the topsoil. It's not sustainable at all. It, it just takes from the environment and doesn't give back. And when you have cows raised properly, there's this whole process that actually helps the environment, puts carbon back in the soil and uh, makes the soil healthier. Now, you're, you're someone, you're a product designer. You're, would you say you're an engineer? Yeah, yeah. Well, mainly product manager, I guess. Is, yeah, but I have an engineering background. Yeah, Product manager, engineering background. You've you've been through this interesting journey. I I find it highly likely you'll go back to building a tech product one day or continuing to build Nextcast. How do you define success and how do you define resilience? What is it to you to be a founder? Well, yeah, definitely the resilience thing is huge. I mean, I've had a lot of ups and downs over my career and you know, just when we got the news that we were cut from the TV show that we thought was going to be our big break. And yeah, it's, it's having the, just having the resilience, yeah, to keep going and, and bounce back and, and rebuild the team. Did that show even end up doing well? I think it was actually was terrible. I, I read an article about how bad it was. <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't remember other than the pre-publicity to the show. I don't remember anything about the show once it aired. No, it, it didn't do well. It, I think it was a flop. So it could be good that I didn't get on it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, 
I mean, tech is is about trying things out, and the whole you know lean startup process is is putting something out there and seeing where it takes you. So I feel like I've done that with my career and my life in general, which has been my founder story is trying a lot of things. I mean, I even sold artwork for a little while. Yeah. I was like a coach. You know, I just tried all these different things and and then I got into film and like comedy sketches. But it all led me to where I think is my my direction is just like a bigger picture of building things. And, you know, maybe it's around this nutrition thing that I've learned so much about. And yeah, I I do want to build tech around that. I I mean, I do want to have NextCast keep going. And And, you know, I have a podcast about all this nutrition stuff with all these nutrition experts I've been interviewing. So what's the name of the podcast? Peak Human. So, um, yeah, it's coming out soon. And um, I think it's all combining. And I want to even do tech with with food and nutrition. It's how can we be healthier is is something to do with healthcare or with, um, you know, farming, like uh, farm to table type of thing. Like how, you know, how can you get. Um, you know, like farmer's market food to you. What advice would you give your starting out self when you were first endeavor in building something? What advice would you give oh, wow. that guy? Well, I'd say just keep trying and keep like following your passion and, and just don't, don't get caught up working for someone else and just throwing in a towel. And I, you know, I've been there uh, off and on over the years. I've had the job where you sit in a cubicle and then I went away from that and then I got back. And I'd, I'd say it's always good to have your passions and dreams, but be realistic about them in a way where you have a way to support yourself. So if someone wants to be, you know, a cartoonist, well, at least get a job at a newspaper so you can support yourself along the way. So I guess that's kind of my advice is, is more practical is, is have your passions and then try to make them converge when you can, but learn a bunch of skills along the way until you can realistically pull off your, your true passion. I love it. Has there been an LA tech company or talent you've come across lately who's really impressed you? Well, I think what's helped me the best with, with LA tech is sort of the small community in-person nature. So over the years, what I've found the most helpful and I've, is just small meetup groups, like the podcast group that you ran and, and then we got to connect yeah. over or um, just an event here at the studio. And just I just like how L.A. seems to be very big but very small. And just that those small like 10 people little events are the most beneficial, I think. Yeah, I love that's my personal passion is the small experiential events, like eight to 15 people. Yeah. Not, it's funny as, as outgoing and extroverted as I seem to be, I, I do, I, I have um, social anxiety, which doesn't seem like I would, but I do. So when I go to these big things, I have to do sometimes, not every single time, but pretty often I have to do these tricks like, okay, just talk to three people and then you could leave. Like, like it's so overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I wonder if anyone's really good at that. And if they're too good at that, then maybe 
there's something wrong with them. <laughs> I just think it's like introverted versus extroverted. Yeah, yeah. And what LA Tech event have you, well, you said you you really liked the Los Angeles podcasters meetup and events we've had at the We Are LA Tech uh, studio. If you want to see events that are going on, you guys in the city, use the We Are LA Tech mobile app. WeRLATech.com slash app has every single event from every LA Tech organizer. Um, how can people connect with you, Brian? Yeah, so foodlies.org. Um, we're going to be crowdfunding and you can put in your email to and stay up to date there and on Twitter as well, foodlies.org. And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of focusing on this film right now, but this uh, next cast is still chugging along on the side and will come to fruition soon. And how can people say hello to you directly? Uh, are you on Twitter, Instagram? Oh, or? yeah. Tw- yeah. Twitter at Brian's Ventures. Brian's Ventures? Yeah. Can you spell it? B-R-I-A-N-S Ventures. Cool. Yeah. Got it. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast and being a supporter of We Are LA Tech for since the get-go. Yeah. I really appreciate that. You're incredible. I'm excited to see what's to come with, with True... Uh, with, I was about to say True Lies, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> with Food Lies. It's Food Lies, right? Food Lies, yeah. Food Lies, Next Cast, all the things. Uh, you're awesome. If you guys want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary people in the LA Tech community, remember to go to the We Are LA Tech Slack group at wearelatech.com slash VIP. That's wearelatech.com slash VIP. Or say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. I will see you guys, hear you guys, all the things in the next episode. Bye. So long. Yes, you can now get your We Are LA Tech tea. You've all been asking for it. Just go to wearelatech.com slash shop to be a part of the movement to make Los Angeles the top city in the world for tech. Yes, we are number three. Let's get it to number one. Wearelatech.com slash shop represent. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.